Welcome. You're listening to the So Mama podcast. I'm Susan. And I'm Olivia. And, and we're, we're moms. moms. <laughs> Life as a mom can be so fulfilling, so exhausting, so messy, so many things. Through it all, if there's one thing we've learned, it's that there's so much easier when you have a friend by your side. <laughs> so we make a point to carve time out of our busy schedules to talk, laugh, and mostly laugh. Join us as we navigate through the adventure of mom life. We're so excited you're here listening to the So Mama podcast. Welcome to our next episode of the So Mama podcast. There's been some more craziness added to this crazy year. Yes. And we thought that it was very necessary for us to talk about it today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before before we move forward, oh my goodness, can I just say that despite all the stuff that's been happening, like I really like this year because it's opened our eyes to so many things and um, I always feel like knowledge is power and I feel like this year has been full of opportunities to gain knowledge (laughs) absolutely yeah it's definitely been a year of growth yeah for for me and it seems like our entire nation to be honest (laughs) Yep, lots of pain, but lots of growth. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I think we need to start off right off the bat. Um, this is an episode where we'll be talking about race, and we will be talking about uh, Black Lives Matter and our position on Black Lives Matter, a little bit about our history, a little bit about what we believe, a little bit about what you can do Um to speak with your children about race and um, feel prepared and empowered yourself by um, being active within your own community. It's important to note that we believe that Black Lives Matter. Say it again, friend. Black Lives Matter. What do we have on our schedule today? So with that in mind, Today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how we can talk about this, have conversations, be comfortable in the, be uncomfortable in those conversations, and uh, how important that is to this entire movement, to this, everything about what's going on right now. It's important for us to talk about this and understand what's happening um, from each of our point of view, because we're all, we're all in this together. We're all individuals and we're all having different experiences within this. Mm -hmm. And it's important for um, where this nation is heading, where our, how it's important because what we're going through right now will shape our children's lives as, um, as adults and the way that we 
raise our children is going to impact what we're going through um, in the United States another in another 10, 15, 20 years, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, this is not something that can be ignored, um, especially with the excuse of, I don't want to offend anyone. Right. Um, and we'll also be talking about today how, how we're getting involved, how uh, others that we know are, and, and some options for that if you're considering, which I think you should be in some way or another. Um, and we'll also talk about how to talk to your children about everything that's been going on in um, race and uh, give you some resources on that and some suggestions based on what we've been experiencing and kind of looking at this week. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're going to try to keep it a little shorter and succinct today. Um, we have some, hopefully we have some good things to say. I think so, but we, we didn't want to ramble too much for you guys. This is an important topic and we wanted to, uh, we wanted to give it ample time, but also quality time, not just quantity. Exactly. Let's start off with political correctness. Yeah. So we talked about um, ourselves and the way that we naturally are, like our um, just, we feel, both you and I, I think have stated in the, um, in the podcast that we feel like we're or at least in our personal conversations that we feel like we're non-confrontational people. And I think that connected with wanting to be politically correct and not offend anyone um, is important for us to address because since we are naturally like that, we may tend to brush off conversations about race. Um, and uh, for me, I've been uh, through, my, through my work you know, I have to speak about these things. You know, I, I teach um, in at, at courses related to ethnic studies. Um, so I do have to talk about these things. But the way that I talk about it in my classrooms, I've even stated that, you know, there are more political and radical students in the classroom than, than I am. Um, and you know, that's something that I'm working on so I can feel more comfortable speaking about um, injustices, speaking out. And what gets me most is when I'm experienced microaggressions um, with people that I'm around with face to face. I was sharing with you that in the spirit of political correctness, it's very difficult for me to speak out against um microaggressions and I have it takes everything inside of me to um, correct someone um, and but you know uh, I have to do it especially when it's um, something that I catch if it, I think there are many times that I don't even catch it um, be, just because I want to see give the person the benefit of the doubt sometimes I don't even catch it but if I do I am working so hard to to address it, even if it makes things a little bit uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like we are 
this is interesting for us to talk about. I know even within this podcast, I'm I'm pretty uncomfortable talking about the subject because, like you said, I we're both kind of um, confrontation. We we don't like confrontation. We don't like feeling uncomfortable within a conversation, and I don't like making mistakes and making people offended. And I think from my perspective, uh, I'm. I grew up culturally white. I, I most of the time in public, I'm seen as a white person. I generally experience life with white privilege, and these past few weeks, especially, I've been kind of exploring more, doing a lot more research into my own white fragility and you know what that means and. Uh, I still have a lot to learn and uh, I feel like, you know, it's really hard for me to, to reach out and ask questions and because I don't want to ask a question that may cause offense or I don't want to be that white person that doesn't know anything you know like I I want to believe that I'm educated and that I'm not that I don't have prejudices or and that I'm not racist but I think that's something we all have to get comfortable with in this time is that we all have uh we all have those things and we need to address them no matter how uncomfortable it may make us feel And, uh, you know, we can't put that on people of color to point that out to us all the time. You know, it can't be their job. It can't, you know, it needs, we are, uh, it's our job to, to ask those questions and, and search within ourselves. Totally. Uh, so I know that I've. I've been struggling with that and, you know, even like you can hear me like halting because I am trying to find the right words. And this is, I I feel ridiculous because this is how I talk when I'm trying to uh, be uh, aware of what I'm saying. And, but that's, that's just it, right? Like I just need to be myself and realize like I don't I may offend people and I may say the wrong things and people may point things out to me that uh you know that I do have race racist tendencies and the things that I learned when I was a kid are wrong and I need to relearn them and when that happens I need to be okay with that and realize that now I can be better and I can think about that and learn how to uh, be a better friend, be a better ally, be an advocate and take action in all of this. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's tough. Well, girlfriend, you're doing the work. So, I mean, I commend you in that. And you, what I got from your, um, from your statement there is you, you, you're, trying to get comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah 
when it comes to all of this, which is like the way that we grow, the way that we learn and the way that we change um, our outlook, not only now in a for the foreseeable couple of months, but for the rest of our lives, for yeah. the rest of our children's lives, because they're going to learn what we learn. So, you know, that's just for the rest of time. <laughs> Yeah, that's just it. Like, I, I, we all have to be okay with being like this all the time because this is this is how it should be, right? We should all be learning from each other and being open to each other's experiences and what we have to teach. Totally. So, so for those of you that are feeling um, like they don't, uh, that they're they're concerned about their, you know, not offending other people, you know. This is not the time to be worried about um, political correctness. This is a time where you ask questions, when you, where you learn, where you grow. And if someone brings to your attention that they felt disrespected, we have some tools for you by Karen Fleshman, who's got a, a book coming out about this topic. Um, so again, if someone brings to your attention that they felt disrespected respond in this way first own it don't make it about you apologize reflect try not to repeat and work on overcoming bias mm. i think those are all tools that we can take with us um because it's not, I mean, when I say we, I, um, that's for everyone. It's not just for white women or white moms or white people. That's for everyone. Um, I think it's, I, I identify as Mexicana, Latina, um, you know, I, I'm born in Mexico, uh, citizen of the United States. Um, so I, I am bicultural. I do, uh, consider myself a person of color well I am a person of color and I'm very uh you know proud of it and um I feel very fortunate of I feel very strongly connected with my background and um before we got on this call we got to talking about like the different experiences uh, that a mom of color has when compared to um the experience of a white mother. Um, is that what I, maybe we can go ahead and talk a little bit about that. Sure. You want to talk about the conversation we had? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you the mess, yeah, the message okay. that um, we're going to give our kids as mothers of color will be a little bit different than the message that white mothers um, will be sharing with their children. And, um, and I think it's all due to the way society responds to the color of our skin. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about your perspective? Sure. Yeah, my, so, uh, my son is very, would very much be identified as white. 
Uh, He's such a cutie. (laughs) (laughs) I love his hair. (laughs) He is. Oh, my gosh. That just made me think of another experience I had. But um, anyway, we won't. I don't think this is the time to go into that. But um, he has blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, very pretty light skin. He's got a little bit of my darker complexion, but generally he's going to be identified as white. And so my conversations with him, I, I know I mentioned with you earlier, he brought up only once so far has he brought up skin color to me. And it's when he saw a dark skin baby compare. It was like a picture of a dark skin baby with two light white skin babies lighter skinned and he noticed that that she was darker he said she's darker and your response is the best (laughs) isn't she beautiful like that's that was I mean I I just wanted that to be a moment where it was the only time I had noticed that he had brought it up and so I felt like oh this I have to like and you know I I'd like to think I'm one of those parents that would be intentional and think about this, like, beforehand. Like, what exactly am I going to say? But yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. once the opportunity comes up, it's like, oh, like, what do you, <laughs> what do you say? And I wanted Isn't to- that the case, though, for everything? <laughs> I absolutely. But I, that's all I could say is, like, I just want him to see the beauty in all people mm-hmm. for right now, you know? And I know that um you know that conversation will have to change as he gets older but also that's that's white privilege right there you know um you're you're about to share what you sure about with omar and yeah you know comparing the two it's i mean you haven't go ahead go ahead and share what you you talk about with omar Yeah, so my conversations with him about the color of our skin have been led by him. So he has noticed that we are brown and he looks at our skin and points uh, at our arms and says, cafe. And then um, he looks at all of the skin around um, the table in my family and we're all brown. And um, he he's Earlier today, he said, Bebe, cafe, mama, cafe, papa, cafe. And um, there was a blue baby in one of the cartoons he watched earlier that day. And then he, he does, oh, y'all know that he loves to role play. Today he was Spider Man. Today he was, yeah, uh, you know, so many things. But one of the things that he said, he said, Bebe azul. And then he was like, No, 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 no. Bebe cafe. Si, si, soy bebe cafe. Uh, yes, yes, I am a brown baby. And, um, and then, like, my response was, yes, and you always have to be proud of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, a, a very different response, response than um, what other people might say. Because, like, I have to build up uh, and help him feel um, that he does have a space in the room, any room. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the color of his skin is just the color of his skin. And, and he, needs to, 
he needs to understand that um, the way our society is right now may value um, his skin color differently than they would your sons. And um, so I have to build up, you know, a sense of a sense of pride and a sense of um, positive affiliations mm -hmm. with the color brown, uh, which is his skin color. Um, so I've let him lead. Oh, um, another thing that I wanted to mention, there is um, a strong uh, sense of colorism in the Mexican culture. There are a lot of, um, mm -hmm. there are a lot of like unwritten, like uh, short phrases that people say like, oh, um, marry someone light skin so you can better the race. And that's like very hurtful, very racist. Yes. And, um, hmm. and it's, you know, colorism is, 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 is like a, a really horrible thing that, um, we in the Latinx community have to, um, educate particularly our elders about. So hmm. one of the times when I told Omar, um, when he said, oh, I'm brown at, there were older people in the room and I made sure everyone that was around heard me say, yes, and you have to be proud of that. And um, so that the older people in the room get the idea, get the point that like, this is what I'm teaching my son. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So don't you ever <laughs> try to, um, you know, <laughs> put him down because of his, his skin color and it's just terrible that we have to um, you know unlearn some of the things that we've taught were taught to us when we were young about color and like people of color can be racist and um, it's just sad <laughs> fortunately I feel like um, I'm so passionate about this subject and it's given me uh, lots I've had lots of opportunities to have these conversations with those around me and those that have contact regularly with my son um, making people educated about this subject and making me feel proud of the change that they have made, uh, like the older people, um, they've made changes as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank thank you for sharing all that. That was that was really good. You're you're always so intentional about um, what you teach, Omar, especially when it comes. I don't know, the, the important things, you know, like just being proud of himself and who he is and recognizing who he is as a person, you know, like I feel like you really value that. And that's that's what, I don't know, that's really important and that's really beautiful. You do a really good job of 
teaching self love and, and just general understanding for everyone around him. And I don't know, it's really beautiful. You do beautiful things as a mother. You're thank you, my friend. (laughs) Wonderful and smart. And (laughs) stop, uh, stop, stop. You're making me blush. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, I just, with all of this, I think I've recognized, like I was, I was kind of mentioned it before it's my experience of what I talk about with my son when in regards to race is very much um, an indicator of white privilege to me uh, where I'm hearing many stories and perspectives from particularly the black community and what they need to teach their sons yep. and daughters Um it just blows my mind and you know what they that they have to worry even you know I can't even imagine like from the beginning worrying what what society holds for my son in the future you know and to realize that I've I don't know I think I think I've been aware of it but even but it's just been at the forefront of my mind, like realizing that I have not had anywhere near that type of worry in my, like there are plenty of worries as mothers, all of us have yeah. without having to think of, uh, you know, what people who should just our society in general and, and in particular people who should be protecting us could potentially do Mm-hmm. my son who you know if he was not educated correctly on how to act around them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that something horrible could happen and that just I don't know that just breaks my heart and I can't and it's made very evident to me that I have white privilege and that in that and I don't know it just I can't even imagine and so this is this is what I think there, there will come a time where that's going to be the conversation that I need to have with him. Mm. And, you know, we need to be creative about how we teach our children about how to be advocates in the midst of that. And I'm hoping there will be some change by then, but, mm-hmm. and, and that, that will be an easier subject to talk about, but, I don't know. I I listened to a podcast um, recently that was talking about that in particular, how, how white parents can speak to their kids and much. And one woman in particular was talking about teaching her children how to be advocates and allies in the midst of this and what that means. And, um, you know, that can look like so many different things. And I know that we're all wrestling or, or white people in particular are wrestling with that in, in the midst of this, you know, how can we be helpful and be a, a major, um, a major, or be acting in this without, without, I don't know, I guess in take advantage of our white privilege without taking over and being a white knight per se, 
Yes. Yes. I've heard it referenced as, you know, like we don't need to be the ones coming in saving the day. Like that is not our position in this. Uh, and so I don't, that is another subject we wanted to talk about is how to get involved Yeah, in our community. And I think as a white person, we need to recognize that we are not, you know, like we need to help and be a, be an assist in this, but not, but we need to also step back and let people of color speak Mm. and listen to them. I think that's a huge part of this. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 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 Um, I see, I see, I see all of, all of, I hear what you're saying and, um, and I think it's, it, it's so important, you know, like we hear a lot about uh, mansplaining. So I'm wondering if like in this case, like we're alluding to like white splaining. <laughs> yeah, I think that's relevant. Yeah, I think that that's a connection there for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so ways to, to get involved. Um, We'll be sharing some resources in the show notes that um, have been helpful for us to talk, to learn about mothering um, and while talking to our kids about uh, racism. And we'll also share some resources about um, things you can watch with your children um, that will get the conversation going. Mm-hmm. Um and then other ways to, I'll share just a little bit about how I've been uh, getting involved or how I learned about things. Mm-hmm. So I myself have chosen to attend um, demonstrations, peaceful demonstrations on uh, to honor uh, George Floyd's life and to use art as a way of healing and um and so the, the both, uh, I've gone twice to the demonstrations. I felt like they've been handled very well, um, given that, you know, we are still, we should definitely still be um, social distancing. And so they do these things in very large spaces and make it very easy for us to, um, social distance ourselves, at least the ones that I attended, um, were, that was the case. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the way that I found out about those was through social media. I feel like right now, um, you know, there was a point where I was limiting myself um, to, I had, I felt like I needed to um, use the iPhone setting where it limits and locks your app after a given amount of time. And I chose 15 minutes. Um, And for almost a week, I was only on Instagram for 15 minutes and only on Facebook for 15 minutes, which was um, really helpful for me because I noticed that all of the media that I was um, consuming, I felt so um, close to it and so passionate about it and so hurt 
by a lot of the things that I was seeing that it was impacting me uh, negatively, like my mental health. Um, so I limited my, um, my, my access, um, which I do feel helped me and um, gave me the space that I needed until I was able to center myself and re-enter it with a new perspective, with a new way of, with a new light, as opposed to um, having all of this information bring me down. I was using this information, I'm using this information now to help me uh, create change. So, um, the way that I found those events was uh, looking through hashtags on social media, and uh, I would look up the uh, the city where we're living at and uh, um, BLM, uh, Black Lives Matter, or and if stuff would pop up, then I would click on it and then just follow the little um, trail it left to see who is posting about these things, who is sharing um, accurate information, where could I learn more, what are uh, initiatives that are taking place here around our area um, that I could be a part of, where I could help, and um, where you know, I can share my gifts to create change. Um, and uh, also some of your local officials may be posting things um, happening around your area that are in support of Black Lives Matter. Um, so that would be another way for you to find out what's going on through social media. And then uh, one of the ways that I've been getting that I got involved was actually at the at the event um, with information tables, um, fig figuring out how I could um, support things um, happening that are very important in our specific city. Um, you know, to so it's it's inspired by Black Lives Matter uh, and it just awakened a desire to create positive change for uh, and positive opportunities in our own community that focus on making uh, our community stronger and uh, with more opportunities that will reduce and institutionalize racism. Um, you know, uh, the whole, th there's some things that I'm working on that talk about um, creating more community programs um, so that our youth have more opportunity to grow and be, um, you know, grow to the potential that they can be, like just wonderful human beings. Mm -hmm. um, so those are some ways that I recommend going online, going on social media, looking up hashtags, going to networking events, if you feel comfortable doing so. Um, and uh, you mentioned a few other resources. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that wealth of knowledge. That was wonderful. Um, I have been working on educating myself. Uh, I feel like my education was largely lacking uh, that I received in school and elsewhere. And so I've been trying to build up my own education, not only on uh, how to have conversations and 
how to talk to our kids, but also uh, just my own education on our country and what, uh, you know, where, uh, how our, how racism has been built into our society and into our government and whatnot. And one of the resources that has helped me a lot so far, there's, and as you know, we're, we're busy. It's hard to, to read (laughs) a lot right now. We're, yeah. Although I do, there are many books out there that are in audiobook form. So check out those library apps uh, mm-hmm. that we've talked about in the past. And there, many of them are right smack dab in the middle right now because lots of people are checking them out. Mm-hmm. Um, but one podcast that I've been listening to has been is by S- Seen on Radio is the podcast. But he the the guy who did it did a whole series in season two called Seeing White. And uh, it's basically, he kind of looks into uh, whiteness within our society, how it's been, uh, you know, how racism has kind of been built into our whole system. And so it's really interesting. I haven't quite gotten through all of it, but um, very fact-driven, very much based on um, educators that are trained to teach uh teach about racism and then uh he also gets uh perspectives from lots of people of color so it's he is white the man who's doing the the podcast but he gets he has many people of color on the podcast itself that uh are he he even he asks for them to keep him accountable and uh, bring forth any blind spots that he might have, which I feel like is really important when you're doing something like that. Um, so that's been really helpful. Uh, and we've also, my husband and I have tried to, we've been having conversations and we've been making plans to look for or have have a night each week where we watch a documentary or something related and there are so many things um I can't even list them all there are uh, a lot of documentaries and movies out right now that um that really highlight uh people of color and black lives black lives and yeah there's a lot on uh our justice system and how it's flawed and what's, you know, it, it's just so much information out there. There's just, sure. a, and so go ahead. Another thing that you, you mentioned that is related to this was, um, uh, black content by black authors. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I think that's particularly important for our kids. I mean, it's, it's important for all of us, but yeah. there's so many amazing children's books out there that are about, people of color that are written by people of color. And I think if you're being intentional intentional about finding books that are more diverse, you should also be sure that the authors that are writing them are also diverse. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be sure that it is their voice that is being spoken. Yeah. I think that's very important. I I think that's not always uh valued and i think that is a very important thing to be very intentional about 
Yeah, definitely. I've definitely spotted some, you know, in thrift stores or even in the classrooms uh, where we've had baby classes yeah. where uh, they're definitely questionable um, choices on the way they portray um, people of color within the books. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that. And what Susan mentioned about, um, you know, looking out for um, who is telling the story um, mm -hmm. makes a makes a big difference. Um, so, yeah, um, keep on supporting black authors and yeah. um, and their work. And, you know, let's let's learn. Um, yeah. we, we, I know a lot of you already know about the Sesame Street um, clip that uh, was broadcast um, several weeks ago. Uh, but it's wonderful. Um, we'll post it down. If you haven't had an opportunity to check it out, it's definitely worth um, worth a look to watch with your little one and even for yourself to learn. I mean, I always like learning from Elmo. <laughs> I know. They, they're so thoughtful about how they present things. and Totally. Just so thoughtful about the vocabulary that they use, that they use and also how how they speak about things I was just really impressed with like it's Elmo having a conversation with his dad and it's like you can just feel like the gravity and the conversation that they're having and my son felt it too like mm -hmm. he, he got very quiet you know usually when he's watching Elmo he's kind of like moving around and talking and dancing with him but yeah. this he was very like intensely listening and watching and he like realized like they must be talking about something important because they seem very focused focused and serious and I think that's really cool that they did that and they it's like they're entrusting the, the kids to recognize like this is a big deal and you yeah. just, you know this is this can be a little scary but they they explain it very well so yeah Gotta love me some Sesame Street. They do. Yes, it. yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, I think we're getting close to the end. Season mentioned that there was uh, mentioned another podcast and had um, had uh, folks chiming in um, and people. Uh, who I don't or black people talking about uh, what as responding to what the host what the white host was talking about mm -hmm. um, in our case season identifies as white um, I identify as Chicana um, and so if you identify as black or uh, or white or Mexicana Latina um, Whatever you identify as, if something hit a accord with you, something was helpful for you or something, or you feel that we didn't address something that we should have, please let us know. You know, uh, we will, we'll, we'd be very interested to hear what you have to say. Um, that's it for me. How yeah. about you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying all that. That's, um, I agree wholeheartedly. And yes, please let us know. Uh, please let us know what you thought and be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we will be posting all those resources we talked about today 
And if not on there, then it'll be in our show notes. And um, yeah, stay safe out there and get involved and learn and be open-minded. Stay uncomfortable. Stay uncomfortable. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Love you, friend. We'll talk to you. Bye, listeners. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.